You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey, friends, and welcome back. Today is Therapy Thursday, although it's not Thursday, it's Saturday. As a matter of fact, it's Holy Saturday or Silent Saturday, which refers to the day between Good Friday and Easter Sunday when when Jesus' body laid in the tomb. It's a time of reflection, mourning, and waiting for the promise of the resurrection. And I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Lydia Martinez, my friend. Hi, I know that today is a somber day. Today's the day where they waited. So I'm Lydia Martinez. I am a licensed mental health counselor and with an emphasis on Christian, Christian counseling. And today is one of those days where um, we, people don't really focus on, you know, they, we know Good Friday really well. We know the Last Supper. We know that three days later, Jesus rose again. But really, what about that time period in between the somber Saturday? I just want to read a little bit from Matthew 27, what happened on that day. It says, the guard at the tomb, Matthew 27, 62 through 66. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again, referring to Jesus. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples might come and steal the body and tell people that there's they've that he has been raised from the dead. The last deception will be the worst, will be worse than the first. So Pilate answered, take a guard, go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made a tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Where were the disciples during all of this? Where was Mary? Where was everyone? They were in hiding. They were scared. They were lost. They didn't know. This is right before the the uh, Pentecost, right before Jesus came back and and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm here," and and made himself known. What a scary time! Haven't we all been there before, where you're in an an unsecured, very desolate time in your life where you feel just so alone? Have you ever felt like that, Lisa? Yeah, it's like a cloak of darkness is over you. It's a cloak of darkness. I can, cannot imagine the pain, the hope that they experienced as they put their trust in Jesus, as they put their eyes on Jesus, as they relinquished everything in their lives and followed him. And now all hope seems lost. And I think that it's an important day to reflect on, on our own sin that put Jesus on the cross. And where's our hope laying? Does our hope lay on a relationship? Does our hope lay in our income? Does it lay, you know, where do we find our hope? If, if, you know, if everybody in my house is happy, then I'm happy. So do I put more weight on the hope that everybody's just happy in a good mood and loves me? Or do I put more weight on the hope that Jesus Christ is King, my eternal life is secure, and I can place my hope that for believers, all suffering is temporary. It is temporary. And I like to think of when we have setbacks, more like 
a shift in thinking. And what I'm talking about is some people go through the storm and it's like the end of everything. It's, uh, you know, the bottom of the barrel, the, the end of, of what? The end of hope, right? But if you think of it instead, you shift and you think this is a bump in the road. And I'm not talking about like a little bump. I'm talking about one of those giant speed bumps that make your whole, everyone in the car fly. You know, you have to remind yourself that these are just bumps in the road, that these are not like dead ends. And what is the difference between thinking it's a dead end and just a bump in the road is you, you were right. What you were asking, the questions that you were leading to, our hope has to lie on something stronger and bigger than us. It has to go outside of us. We all will have these moments of destitute. We all will have these moments of hopelessness. We cannot get lost down those rabbit holes. We have to remind ourselves that these are moments in time and this too shall pass. And we have to lean on something that is bigger and stronger than our own understanding we have to lean on him. We have to lean on the fact that, boy, if there's anybody who went through destitute, it was Jesus. He experienced exactly or even greater than we have experienced. So we cannot get lost in our emotions, no matter how heavy they may seem, no matter how strong or how um, how how impending doom we may feel. We cannot rely on our emotions. They're just like the wind. It says it in the Bible. And the wind is fleeting. The wind goes back and forth and wherever it wants to. We have to be grounded and rooted in him. And that means we have to make a shift. We have to reframe what we're thinking. This is not hopelessness. This is just a moment in time. And this is a very good reflection, a very, very good day for us to think about um, when we are in that moment of hopelessness, we do not make any decisions. We do not act upon those feelings. We do not do anything at all. We just sit and we continue being who we are, daughters and sons of Christ. And we continue doing what we are, our purpose is. And if you have to clean the house. If you have to find coping skills that are positive, clean the house, uh, go for a run, pray, um, do positive things, but don't act. Don't be a knee jerk reaction on your feelings. You got to let these feelings pass. Right. Does that make sense? A day like today, that's reflection. That's a somber day. That's really the weight of, of the death of Jesus, the absence of Jesus from the earth on that day. What are some tools that we can use to shift that mindset and focus it back on where we should, we are supposed to be, where we should be focused? Well, I, I do feel like we need to start with an attitude of gratitude because I think it does shift us from feeling sorry for ourselves. We cannot feel sorry for ourselves. And the first thing to take us out of negative thinking thought patterns is to have an attitude of gratitude. So first and foremost, you have to identify and challenge the negative thought patterns. <laughs> Easy for you to say, right? Exactly. <laughs> Especially in the middle of a, um, of a deep, dark hole. 
And we do have to reframe our sufferings. They are opportunities for growth. And we have to practice mindfulness and self-compassion. So not to beat ourselves up. And we have to build a support network. And those are the kind of things that you do building a support network. It's sometimes hard to do in the middle of our sadness. Yes. Um, and then and, and then and back full circle to gratitude, focus on gratitude and joy. But yeah, let's talk about these just very briefly. So identifying and challenging that negative thought pattern. There's a scripture, Lisa, you want to read it from Romans 12 two? I think it's wonderful. Yes. Romans 12, two says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will for you, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Right. And also and Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. In other words, Get your thoughts out of the gutter and think on the things that are higher than yours. Think on the things that are God's way, on God's word, on the Holy Spirit. Seek things of God's nature and meditate on those things, on his good and perfect character. And that not only getting your mind out of the gutter, but if you're feeling hopeless, get your mind out of those negative thoughts. Right. You know, God doesn't want you to have bad thoughts, bad thoughts also include hopelessness, yes. okay, which lead to maybe beating yourself up, uh, or even further suicidal or homicidal thoughts. Those are not godly thoughts. Those are right. each one of us are created in his image. We are a gift. Our life is a gift. So it's, it's up to us not to end that gift. And if you are having those kind of feelings or thoughts, you know, I mean, I don't know where you're listening to this, but there's 911. There's the nearest emergency room. You really have to get out of your own head. You really have to get out of your own and, and seek help if that's where you are. Right. I love yeah. the quote that you've said in the past. Suicide is a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Yeah, that's terrible, huh? It's yeah. Permanent. Wow. And your problem will come and go. Yeah. You know, your feelings will come and go. That's one thing you can remind yourself. Now. How do you reframe that suffering? That's our second one. Reframing suffering as an opportunity for growth. What James 1, 2, and 4 tells us, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. And then Romans 28 reminds us, I'm sorry, Romans 8, 28 reminds us, we know that all things, God, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called to his purpose. Hmm. So I would never quote Romans 8, 28 to someone at a funeral. I think it's not the right time and place to say, oh, wow, everything will be for those who love him will be called to his purpose and we're going to glorify God and it's going to be good for you. Oh really not the time to quote that scripture. But I will tell you that for believers, it is a moment of when you're feeling down, low, destitute, lonely, all those feelings, those are moments of growth. We have to remind ourselves that these are just bumps in the road. 
which means you're going to take higher ground later on. Okay. Which means that you're going to learn from this experience. So yeah, just don't take any action based on those feelings. And it's also a time where we can grow in surrender Mm -hmm. when you can't control situations, when there's nothing you can do and your hands are tied, you can simply surrender and say, Lord, I don't understand it, but I know it's gone through your loving hands. And so I accept what happens and surrender to God. And that's a hard one when you're, you know, broken and sad, Mm -hmm. but it does bring relief as you surrender it in God and you can kind of lean in on him. So what's the third one that we talked about? What can you do while you're surrendering? Practice mindfulness and self-compassion. You don't want to be beating yourself up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we're just so used to doing it. We don't even realize we're beating ourselves up. So in the Bible, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So pray, 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 pray. And, and remember that you can come to him. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. <laughs> Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh-huh. So what do we do? What's another thing that we can do? A practical thing, build a social support network. Now, don't wait until you are destitute and sad and lonely to try to connect because you may not make the right connections. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the Bible does tell us that it's not good for you to be alone, but two no. should go. So if one falls, they have someone to help you up. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just in fact, as you are doing, Dr. Lydia. And Galatians 6.2 reminds us to carry each other's burdens that in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. So yeah, that's what friends are for, to be Amen. there, to lift each other up, to support one another. And sometimes I feel like, oh, this problem is, you know, it's been such a long time and I'm tired of talking about it. They must be tired of hearing about it, but it's such a sweet gift of God to have a friend that's willing to hear you out and maybe even see exactly what your issue is, but still support you and pray for you and and give you redirection and just be by your side and listen. Sometimes you just need somebody to, to, to listen. Yes. And that is, that's true. Um, Not that they can do anything for you. So don't think that you're, going to go find a friend who's going to help you solve all your Um, problems right you're going to go to a friend and just let them hear you there's just something that happens when you can connect with another human being we are not meant to be alone absolutely and the last one is focus on gratitude and joy focus on gratitude and joy we have a lot to be thankful for and in first thessalonians 5 16 through 18 it says rejoice always Not sometimes, not when things are good, always pray Mm -hmm. continually and give thanks in all circumstances because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. John 15, 11 says, I have told you this so that your joy may be, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And then I think of the verse that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
Resting right. and receiving God's joy is what gives us strength to go one more day. Just keep putting one foot in front of another and waiting for God, waiting for God to move, to act, to strengthen, to comfort, to redirect, and sometimes hopefully to restore and deliver. Amen. Okay. Easier said than done. That's what today is all about. It's just sitting, sitting and knowing that we may be in a sad, desolate time, but having hope because tomorrow, tomorrow is a brand new day. Yeah. Tomorrow morning we'll meet at the tomb. Mm -hmm. That's right. Thank you so much, Dr. Lydia. I want to thank you for being my friend. And for many times when we come on to do a podcast, you talking me down from a cliff, redirecting, giving me hope, encouraging me and all the things that you do every day for your community, for your clients, Mm -hmm. patients, for the people that need you. And I'm Mm -hmm. so thankful to have you. I'm thankful to have you too. And I don't think we've ever talked about our story online, you know, or on our podcast, but before I was a Christian, I mean, I, before I came to Christ, you were a, you were the final drop for me who brought me to Christ. So I think that that just speaks volumes about the kind of friendship that we have. And we've known each other a long time and we mm-hmm. our, our lives weave in and out, weave in yeah. and out. And um, I just, I'm grateful for you too. I'm grateful that God has put us on this journey together as we continue to grow and continue to learn. And I hope that whoever out there is listening will have hope that whatever you're going through is temporary. Okay. This too shall pass. Yes. And I just think of that day and the sitting there knowing that Jesus was in the tomb, man, I want to think that I'd be sitting, hanging out with you that day. And we'd be encouraging each other. Remember what he said, remember his words, remember his promises. And it's encouraging to me that 2000 something years later, here we sit together, encouraging one another and reminding each other to look to God's word. So let's close in prayer, Dr. Lydia. Heavenly father, thank you so much for everything that you do for us. How you take care of us. And I'm grateful that you have put Lisa on this earth and that you have allowed us to be able to speak together, encourage each other, and then turn around and encourage others. I pray that the Holy Spirit would soften the hearts of those who need to be softened, that would open the ears of those who need to hear, that would open the eyes of those who need to see. And Lord, for those of you who are not hearing you, I just pray that you would comfort them and give them patience in whatever their waiting is. Because I know that when your will comes on your timing, oh, there is just nothing greater than that. Lord, I pray for peace, I pray for comfort, and I pray for healing for whoever is listening at this time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?